This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants, 18 plus reward registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Okay, well, this is a, uh, I'll call it a bonus edition to coin somebody else's phrase of the uh, Forever Bristol City podcast. So it's 18 pages on this thread now. We want to talk about the signing of Danny Simpson, but the wider implications of that that aren't just restricted to uh, Bristol City, but past crimes and when do you expunge them from what is morally right or wrong. Joining me uh, is uh, my regular cohort on this, uh, Ian. Uh, Ian. Danny Simpson, um, he's signed now for eight games. Um, lots of hoo-ha about it. Um, let's look at it. We'll talk about football later, but let's look at, is it right that, you know, the club should sign somebody with a criminal record such as Danny Simpson has? That's the question. Yeah. Um I think you can take it both ways, but I think you have to make um, a general decision to start with. The club either has a policy where it's the manager's choice. And this is Nigel Pearson's first signing. Mm. So if if I was Nigel Pearson, I'd said, oh, I'm signing Danny Simpson. Um, And the club would have said, no, you're not. How wanted do I feel? Now, if they then explain, well, we don't, um, we will not um, work with anybody um, or employ anybody who's got a uh, record of, let's call it assault. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if you say we, we get rid of, um, we get rid of the assault. If someone's convicted of assault, that means anybody. That means anybody that's had a punch-up in a pub, which we've all had when we were younger. Uh, we haven't all been arrested, it's true. Uh, but you you could, um, you could say that's a hard and fast rule. 
And it's as simple yeah, as that. We just, so have zero to- we just have zero tolerance. It's like zero tolerance to drink driving and something like that. Because, I mean, look, all, yeah, this and, started and- to a, all this started to a point when, you know, the squeaky clean, because that's what they are, the squeaky clean image of Bristol Sport. Tell me I'm wrong, but Luke Ayling, right, he was not throwing urine at people at Cheltenham down in the crowd, but he was pictured with people who were, and tell me I'm wrong, but he was eased out of the club for the paltry sum of 200 grand because it didn't have a good look. Agreed? Yeah, would you say? That's a Yeah, there was a, there was a big, well, there was a big hoo-ha at the time, but you've got to remember that, that Marlon Pack was there as well. Um, uh, so, and... Nothing much happened to Marlon Pack until he was then transferred to Cardiff. So, yeah. but wasn't yeah, it the optics of it though? Yeah. Because the big, the big face that was grinning. But I mean, Marlon Pack, you're right, was there? The big face that was grinning was Luke, right? And you know, he was the the man most visible. Yeah, and it's the look yeah, of the you, thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you look at some of the people that our prime minister has been photographed next to. <laughs> where, yeah. I mean, where do you where do you stop with with guilt by association? Yeah. yeah. Um, so so you say right, okay. You either say right if someone's um, committed an assault, um, we we will not employ them. Okay. So mm-hmm. that includes any. So if let's say for example, some of our younger players uh, went out uh, and got into a fight in town. Let's say they go out. Let's say it's Lewis Britton, Tommy Conway. Bear in mind, one of City's younger players did go out and I think did get sent to jail or got sentenced for kicking somebody in the head at a nightclub. Mm. Yeah? Now, mm. you either... So they go out. Uh, Tyreek Backinson goes out with them. So does O'Wara Edwards. Um, somebody makes an off the... Uh, makes a tasteless remark to some of our players. They all steam in. They have a fight with uh, six other blokes. They all get nicked, and they all go to court, and they all get and they all get done. So it's either community service, uh, imprisonment, or a fine. Are they all sacked? Or do you say, well, boys will be boys, but yeah. Danny Simpson? Well, let's, go, let's just part uh, that. Let's just part that a, a minute. Had a, let's fight, just with, had a about, fight with his wife. Yeah, let's just part that a minute because you know, boys will be boys. We have to go back only as far as two thousand five, and we had what was it, Steve Brooker, um, um, Scott Brown, Bradley Orr, Scott Brown, and Dave Partridge. They were out being yeah. boys will be boys. Now I don't think Dave Partridge ever played for the club again, but Steve Brooker. And, uh, and and Bravers certainly did. But that was 15 yeah. years ago. And we do live in a different yeah. type of environment now, you know, where this cult, cancel culture, there's 18 pages of debate on this with people putting both points of view on this. So mm-hmm. even over 15 years, it's changed. And then you get to the situation, right? Because again, we are playing whiter than white, and there's nothing wrong in playing that because that's right. That's how it should be. Zero tolerance and be consistent. Yeah. What is the difference yeah. between Danny Simpson and somebody like Chet Evans in terms of the nature of the crime? Because Chet Evans is playing. He's never going to sign for us. So are we saying that what he did is worse than what um, Danny Simpson did? Well, I haven't got the information in front of me, but as far as I remember with Ched Evans, 
He said he was having consensual sex with a few of his mates looking through the window. Mm. Um, and uh, the girl came out and said she'd been raped. Yeah. Now, I think I'm right in saying the sentence was then quashed on appeal. Mm. So, you know, you, you so he was found, I think, that means, and I'll stand to be corrected if anybody wants to text in, no, that's not the case, this is what happened. So he'd already done some time in prison, uh, but he was then um, he was then released, but um, I think he was found not guilty. I, I think yeah. that's true. I but he didn't sign. He did sign. So we not, but we would not have entertained yeah. signing him for what he did. Right. Well, and Lee here we Johnson are signing. Well, hang on. Hang on. Lee Johnson did when he was with it old when he's at Oldham. But then I think the powers that be there was an outcry. And I think the powers that be said, no, you can't do it. And Lee, quite sensibly, kicked it upstairs and said, Yeah. Above my pay grade. Uh, yeah. Which I think it is. But the difference in this case is the girl that Simpson assaulted, and he doesn't he doesn't deny it, although he pleaded not guilty. He is now a therapist who's been working with him and his daughter. I don't know whether it's anger management issues or whatever, but she's been defending him on Twitter. Yeah, the yeah girl, no, I've noticed, I've noticed that. So the victim, the victim. So, yeah, and, the victim. And she's, a, yeah. she's, she's a qualified therapist. Yeah. From, from what I can see from Twitter. I mean, obviously, you I could go on Twitter and call myself, you know, the managing director of ICI. It doesn't make it so. But no. It, but does it? it but it she, does. she is defended. So from that perspective, you know, in her mind, she's exonerated him from what happened, and it was seven years ago. Yeah. Well, she, so, I think it'd be better to David. It'd be better to say she's forgiven him. Forgiven him. The law hasn't exonerated him because it's on the record. No, it's on the statute book. It is on the record. And you yeah. could say, right, Nigel, I'm sorry, you can't sign him. He's got a conviction for a domestic number of offences that, that yeah. we won't have. One is domestic violence. And the same thing applies to the ladies' team. If one of their players decides she's going to uh, lay, lay her husband out or, or, and, and gets taken to court, the same thing applies there. So mm. it, it, I think you have to say, right, okay, so someone's – committed a crime, are they ever forgiven? Or do you say to Danny Simpson, who's all he's ever been from what I can see from his, his uh, biography or whatever, all I can um, see is footballer. Danny Simpson's a footballer. Mm. Um, are you going to stop him from earning his living? By saying, right, you can't play football anymore. That's it. You can't coach football because we don't want somebody like you around our kids training them because you know it, it, what sort of signals it's sending out so i think there are a number of things to look at you've got to look at the optics certain careers if you are a policeman or a lawyer or um, anything to do with the legal profession and you commit a crime you lose your job yeah, well, I'm just looking. I'm just. You've got to look at situations in the past because I'm looking here on the internet now. We pick a somebody's put together not to do exclusively. In fact, Bristol City aren't mentioned at all. A mythical convicts eleven, right? But the first one I come to that is worthy of note there is Tony Adam, 
It said Adams, already in England International, was sentenced for four months behind bars in December 1990 following a drink driving offence. Although he only served half of that sentence, problems with alcohol continued to haunt the commanding centre-half for many years to come. Yeah, um, Arsenal stuck by their man. And Adams will later skipper the side to do domestic troubles. Now, do you say he's doing driving offence? Well, that was boys being boys, you know. I mean, there's another, there's another one on here. Is drink driving accepted? Even, even the new Rovers manager, it says here, I'm reading this off paper, the 33-year-old has been sentenced to two jail sentences in the past, equating to a total of 10 months, while he only ever served 77 days behind bars. His reputation as one of football's bad boys has been cemented. These are facts. You know, if you have a policy... Yeah. If you have a policy of zero tolerance, I mean, let's take, a, again, a hypothetical example looking forward. In fact, no, before I do that, let's look back. Look at the recent situation regarding um, Stokes, a cricketer. Now, he was not convicted. He got off with a charge of, fr- of a fray. But you just wonder mm-hmm. whether, had he, not been a, had he not been who he was in that incident in Bristol that evening and the undertones that that punch-up was about, do you think... If it had been you or me, did exactly the same as him, we probably would have been done for a fray. So it's all people are equal, but some are more equal than others. Would you agree? And that's always been the case. And I'm not yeah. saying it should be, but it is. Um, you know what about what about here's another one here. Here's another one here. Mickey Thomas. You know, money laundering. You know, I mean, he didn't. Yeah, you know, didn't, maybe that didn't, was Mark, didn't Mark Hazelwood? Didn't Mark Hazelwood Mark Hazel would been inside recently? He's been inside recently because he was yeah. convicted to do with training contracts. I think for young apprentices. Don't think it's football related. I think it's government funded apprenticeship schemes. But no, I read that relatively recently. Well, about Michael, him. Michael, wasn't Michael McKindo in some trouble? Ponzi for that system, as well? Ponzi system yeah. for Michael McKindo. Yeah. But the thing is, I mean, what look, I was going to say looking forward, let's look at this looking forward. Let's say we get to the end of the season and the players go out for a booze up or something like that, right? And our most prized yeah. asset, our most prized asset, yeah? You still there, in? Yeah, our most prized asset. Yeah. That Dan Bentley, who's yeah. a quiet lad, yeah, probably wouldn't say boo to the goose. But he goes out and somebody says, oh, you know, you're not the player you were because you made a few rickets. And he lamps somebody, yeah? And he is done for a fray or something like that. What's the club's policy going to be on that? You know, should it be gross misconduct if you commit a, a if you are committed, you commit and are found guilty of committing a crime when you're on the books of the club, regardless of I what that all, crime is? I think all the club can do at that point, if it happens when someone's already employed, is treat every case on its merits. So, for example, you mentioned drink driving. Now, drink driving to me is absolutely abhorrent, but it's not as abhorrent as beating a woman up or beating anybody up for that matter. But I would say particularly a woman. And when you read some of the circumstances around it, uh, it sounds like they, they'd been out. They'd had a bit too much to drink. He bought her a very expensive pair of shoes. He said she didn't deserve them and they had a ruck. Now, whilst I think that is incredibly childish and a, and a bit ridiculous, it, 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 it happens People go out with their wives and then someone says something and then everything that hasn't, hasn't been said in 15 years gets said in 15 minutes. Mm. And it particularly, you know what they say, when, when the drink's in, the wit's out. So 
I, I can I can see it happening. He's not the first guy that's done it. I'm not justifying it before anybody goes on a massive Twitter rant about it. I'm not justifying it. I'm explaining that it happens and it has happened a lot. Perfect example. Um, I was in a relationship with a girl who I uh, pissed off thoroughly. I know you'll find that difficult. And she threw a red hot cup of coffee over me. Yeah. Now, I was I was probably screaming my head off and in too much pain to it to hit her, but some blokes would. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, then you say, well, that any violence is unjustified, but any violence it, it's not because if someone breaks in your house and tries to rape your wife, and you smash them over the head with a baseball bat, is that unjustified? No, if you hit them over the head and knock it, them out, it, you probably get away with it. But if you hit them over the head and beat them up into a pulp, you use undue force. I mean, it's all degrees. Here's another yeah. one. Now, here's an interesting one. I'm just reading this. This is off the Felons 11. Troy Deeney, right? Uh, Troy Deeney, in 2012, yeah. a Watford striker was handed a 10-month imprisonment for which he served three for his involvement in a street fight in Birmingham. Deeney has openly conceded that jail was the best thing for his career and his performances with the Hornets since returning in September that year have been nothing short of sensational. He has shown remorse for his actions, but the person putting this together, but he still deserves a place in the team. Troy Deeney is somebody that could well be on the radar for us in the summer as a replacement for FAM. Would there be the same outcry were he to join? I think not. It's the nature of the crime, isn't it, really? That's what we're talking about here. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's a, it, it depends if it's a crime against the person or a crime full stop. And at what point do you say, I can understand if someone was done for anything to do with paedophilia and they wanted to be an academy coach, right? I completely well, get like it. Barry Bennell, like Barry Bennell, if he came out exactly. after... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and he's, in, he's in jail. So... Um, I, I totally get that. Um, I, I, if you wanted uh, someone to work in the finance department and they were a convicted fraudster, I can absolutely understand why you wouldn't do that. But the trouble is there's lots and lots of grey areas. Well, there is. Here's another, uh, one. Here's another one. Here's another one here. Right, look, the crime of manslaughter. And let's look at this, you know, manslaughter. If somebody committed manslaughter and then they... And footballer, they footballers that have the, guy, the goalkeeper, Luke... Oh, Luke's Luke, yeah, and there, was a, and there was a centre forward for West Brom, wasn't there, who killed that bloke in a car accident, balded bloke. You know the one I'm talking about, big guy up front for yeah. West Brom. Can't remember his name now. Yeah. Was he playing for somebody else at the time? He came back and played, right? And you then really have to say, you have to say, you know, do, do prison sentences rehabilitate people? And then yeah, well, that's not football-related, look what happened in London with the bloke who was at the rehab, put up as a moral of rehab, and then went up stabbing everybody. Yeah, you know, it's I mean, a difficult area. Well, well it, exactly that. And, and when you get – it's very easy to say it quick, right? Bristol City shouldn't employ anybody who's got an offence that includes uh, assault, whether it's against a woman, a man, they just shouldn't. Yeah. So – but that is a very, very sweeping statement. Now, it's very easy when you say it quick. It's also very easy when you don't have to go into a court of law and justify it. Yeah. Um, because the minute you start 
somebody will come up with 15 circumstances in which you didn't do it. Yeah. So they'll say, right, what it is, you're prejudiced against that guy. You're just doing it because it's him. Mm. And and all of a sudden, it, you know, I've known so many people go into court with what they consider to be an open and shut case based on the facts. And a mm. number of those, I, I, and it, their success rate has been no better than 50-50. Yeah. Because it, it, there's knowing it, there's proving it, there's thinking it. And he did this and he did that. Well, okay, what mm. witnesses have you got? Now, the case of Danny Simpson, he's convicted. He got sentenced to community service. Um, he, he did that one way or another. I've I heard about, you know, the ankle tag and he got let off some community service because people were turning up and taking pictures of him doing it and one thing or yeah. another. Um, so he's done it. He served his sentence, his penance, if you want to call it that. And yeah. he, that was six years ago. Yeah. Six years ago. And he he's now seven. a yeah. Yeah. seven. He, he's now a reformed character. Right. Well, it could so, have been, as you say, it was that 15 years of irksome comes out in 15-minute discussion, and he, he had a feud. So he wasn't with him for 15 years, but, you know, has he has he done anything else in his life, which we don't know, where he's shown any violent tendencies or something like that? And as you said, well, you could, area, the, yeah, the, the you, person who was a victim there is now supporting him in a way that suggests that it was a crime that he committed because it was witnessed by a police person who, you know, brought the prosecution. I'm sure she did maybe at the time. Yeah, I don't know who did that, but if a policeman was there, um, you know, at what point? I mean, again, you know, you look at violence, look at the situation with uh, Caroline Flack and her boyfriend. You know, how did that, you know, the police, he was prepared to walk away from that. The police, they prosecuted her, didn't they? Yeah, I think if I heard, if I read that correctly, and then then she commits suicide. I know because of the so, effect on it's. It's but, just. But I'll, I'll come back to the fact that everybody at the city ground, or virtually everybody, is saying we need to give Nigel Pearson a contract and we need to get him signed up. That's well, let's general. talk about let's let's talk about that That's now. Because let's look at the footballing. So, let's look at the footballing thing to do with this, because the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, right? There's eight games to go. Yeah, we ain't going down, right? Physically, not going down. What I, I is think. The point? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're you're saying we're not going down? We need two more wins to be sure out of those eight games. But okay, just based on our, just take the, the, well, the way we're playing at home, but just based on our average points per game over the last three months, not including the first half of the season, the points per game, we've got just enough in the tank to get up. And Jack Hunt isn't that bad. He's not playing like a guy that that wants away. I mean, this is my theory. I might have said this to you before we Go started on. recording this. My theory on this is that was two two aspects to it. Let's take the playing side of it. For me, the playing side is, right, that Jack Hunt has no future here, right, and he's probably one player that he wouldn't be offered a contract. So Nigel Pearson has got access to this player who he knows, and he could be bringing him in for an eight-game contract with a view to having him here next season as a player coach and he might be helping Danny Simpson because he was under Danny Simpson when all this stuff kicked off he might be helping Danny Simpson prolong his playing career by one year but also get his coaching badges next year and the upside 
the upside as well is that if he plays him in this last eight games of the season, he can have a man on the pitch in a position where he can feel how those players perform in a very different way to even Nigel Pearson can, looking from the bench. So is this step one in bringing in a player who can add value in terms of Nigel Pearson's assessment of what he's got and could save a wage next season by being one of the replacements if Simpson or Downing or both aren't kept on. So answer that one, Ian. We'll talk about the Mark Ashton and transfers in a moment, but can you see the logic in that suggestion that he's here with a view to something permanent going forward? Well, I mean, you've got to look at it and say at 34, um, it's not a move for the long term unless, as you say, he's going to be a coach. Um, He is, uh, from what I can remember, a scene of him at Newcastle and at uh, Leicester. He's a good player. Yeah. Um, He's better than Jack Hunt. Hunt. Well, he's played at a higher level than Jack Hunt. I mean, I'm a great Mm. believer in doing something quite old-fashioned, which is uh, seeing a player play and then judging, rather Mm. than judging on... and, And the other people I listen to are the fans. Uh, never listen to ex ex managers and uh, coaches because you know they they've got an act, a bit of an axe to grind either way sometimes. But fans will normally give you a pretty decent appraisal of how good somebody is. And the Leicester fans say he was a decent player. And Huddersfield um, fans last and, season said he was instrumental in keeping them up, although he tired in matches towards the end of it. That's what I read. Which which he would do. He's thirty four, and and you've got him. He's thirty four. You've got oh. Mariapu, who's thirty four. And, and you, you think, well, how many of those players do you need? But what Pearson's alluded to is that you need experience at certain times in games. And players like Tyreek, Hanoa, uh, Antoine Semenyo don't necessarily give you that experience. They give you legs, they give you energy, but their game management won't be as good as somebody like Simpson or even Jack Hunt uh-huh. or, or, to, or Tommy Rowe. Yeah. So I think, he, yeah, he could be looking to get his coaching badges or he could be thinking, well, if I can do these eight games and get fit, um, it might set me up for a move with a League One club if I yeah. depended on what level he's capable of playing at. And I absolutely yeah. guy play, but to, to, for everything that I read from fans, um, he, they've all said he's a, he's a decent footballer, but he's, he's not at the, his peak uh, purely because he's 34 years old. Yeah. And not many players are. You know, you might get the old goalie who's, you know, who's peaking in their 30s. But I'm, I'm talking about outfield players. And particularly, yeah. I, don't, I don't think, I mean, from what I've heard, I don't think you could play in the Prem. But that, you could probably say that for every player at our club. Yeah. With a possible yeah. exception of Dan Bentley. So I, I would, I am, from a football point of view, it's only for eight games. Where's the problem? I think... I haven't heard anybody well, say, what, about, what, about match, what about match fitness, though? You know, because all right, well, match fitness, and if you say he's in to secure the points that we need, right? We've got two games mm-hmm. coming up. Easter's a critical time. We've got a tough home game against Stoke. Yeah. And then I don't know who we're playing Monday. You probably know, Ian. I don't, Co- I don't know. Who are. Coventry. 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 So yeah. we've, got two game, we've got two games coming up. Do you think he will start in either or do you think he'll be on the bench for both? I think it depends who's fit. 
we we don't know that Jack Hunt hadn't been carrying a knock, and and that is something that could come out. Um, my guess is he'd probably start on the bench. Uh, and Pearson, I don't think if Pearson thought it was going to take a couple of months to get him fit, I don't think he'd be here. And he certainly, no. certainly, he might, he might be training with us, but he wouldn't get a contract. So I think he is fit. Um, and is he match fit? He's, been, is he? Is he? He's not playing. Well, he's. You can say, he's, but well, he's he not has. Yeah, no, he has, Dave. He's he was training at Leicester and playing some games for the under twenty threes. Was he? So he so, has kids aboard. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I mean, and you know. Pearson's not a mug, is he? If, if the kid's not fit or he can only do 20 minutes, then he'll only no, get he's to do 20 him. minutes. No, he's not going to play him. Yeah. So, so okay. from so a football does... point of view, I haven't got a problem. If they want to give him another contract next year, uh, we'll have to see. But but Pearson is alluding more to experience than, than youth. He's not saying he's not going to play younger players, but at the moment, I think he thinks we've got the balance wrong. And we've got too yeah. many youngsters. And I think he's probably right. Yeah. Okay, let's look at the other side of it then. There's the football piece. I mean, I, you know, so the football, it doesn't fit in with this five pillars, saleable assets, but then it's not. It's an eight-week contract. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. But then we've got Pearson going permanent, yeah, and, you know, the ongoing silence of Mark Ashton. I mean, because this signing... It's not something that you could see Ashton based on past performance sanctioning because every other signing we've made, we've made as a club, he's usually there with his face all over it. Um, do you think this is Pearson trying to see how the land lies for this permanent uh, contract? So if they said no, he might have thought, no. well, no, I stuff think, you like. No, no. No, I don't. I don't think that comes into it, Dave. I think that's a, that's a bit of a conspiracy theory. It's a bit daft. I think, um, for example, when people talk about oh, it's going to cost us extra money. Well, Mawson's gone back to Fulham, so unless we're already paying his wages, we'll be paying uh, Danny Simpson a third of what we were paying Alfie Mawson, and we were paying Alfie Mawson twenty five grand a week. So he's got and he's gone back. Yeah. So that's so, another. And he's got well. That's. Yeah. That's how we. That's how we. That's a saving. That's how we fit him in the squad. I'm assuming that we don't have to pay his wages for the rest of the season. I. I. I hope, or we've done some kind of deal with Fulham, where that's the case, because he's not fit, Mawson, and he can't play. Yeah, so yeah. it's not like he's going to go back to Fulham and, you know, no. put a few games. We could have. We could have dropped. To. We could have dropped Andreas Weiman out of that squad as well, and maybe even Jamie Patterson, or even Tommy Rowe, or even. I, no, I think it's, it's easier. Well, you got to remember, Mawson's a loan player. They're under permanent yeah. contracts. So it right. would be difficult to do it. Uh, and the other thing is a lot of our uh, younger players are in that 25-man squad. They're in the under-23 squad. Right. So, And that includes Masengo. So Masengo, Bakinson, Semenyo, Bell, Conway, Britain. Towler. Uh, Towler. Would be in the, it would be in the the under twenty three squad, and the senior squad are obviously the older players. Uh, I think uh, yeah, because Zach Viner's in the senior squad. And he's, I think he's only twenty three. So I think it saves us having Simpson there. Let's say we we want to play Jack Hunt in one game and then give Simpson then give him a rest and play Simpson in the other one. We have got two games coming up on a Friday and a Monday. You could start Simpson in one and Hunt in the other. Yeah, or um, you could give them half a game each. 
yeah, I suppose you could, but you, and you have to see how that goes. So I don't see it as a bad signing for the for eight weeks from a football perspective with the injuries we've got, and we've got way too many. We don't know about Callas yet. My guess is that Callas will be back, but it may not be for a couple of weeks more. And my other guess is that oh, we won't see Callum O'Dowda again this season if he's yeah. if he's done a hamstring. So yeah. you you've got you've got injuries coming round again. We don't seem to be able to get get players fit and keep them fit. Uh, and I'm not suggesting I know the reason. I'm just stating it as a fact. Yeah. Um, so I don't think bringing in an experienced um, defender with a Premier League background is uh, is a bad thing. Um, and I think most people seem to have made up their mind from a perspective you should never employ someone who's um, been done for uh, domestic abuse. And that's yeah. a perfectly valid position to have. Yeah. And you've got other people saying, give the bloke a chance. Yeah. And he's, well, he's a reformed Peter, character. Uh, so, Peter, Peter has posted uh, up, which I've, I've seen the tweet, but I've got it here to read now. This is Stephanie Ward, who was the lady who was the who was the victim in the domestic assault and she's put and, up and the, uh, the, and the mother of his child and the mother well she's put up we are so proud of Danny Simpson and his move to Bristol City Sky which is his daughter has loved training with her daddy these past few months and seeing how hard he has worked not just in football but in all areas of his life it's all for her future i think you know if you read that doesn't make what he did right at all, yeah, doesn't make what he did right at all, but it shows that you know you got to give people a second chance, and it's as simple as that. Would you agree with that, Peter? Uh, would you agree with Peter's comment, uh, Ian? Well, I think if, if I would listen to um Stephanie Ward above anyone else because she was involved in it, and yeah. and, and if if she's prepared to forgive the man. And she's not excused it in anything she no. said no. that I've seen. Uh, and Nigel Pearson spoke to her before he took yeah. him on. Yeah. So I would I would defer to Stephanie's judgment. Yeah. If if, if yeah. she had come out and said no one should go near him with a, a barge pole, he's a violent lunatic. Yeah, and I just said no. I just said no. Don't sign him. And I'm absolutely convinced Nigel Pearson would have said that as well. Yeah. So really, all those people that have been moralising on it, you've got to read that tweet. And it's not somebody who she's not living with him now. So you can't say like a lot of people in those sort of relationships. They always say everything's all right. She didn't have to say that. And as I say, that shows that acceptance that somebody can be a better person over time. I mean, it's interesting. I think I heard this uh, rightly, and, and uh, Peter's put, put this in on the text. Haven't Bristol, haven't Bristol Bears signed Danny Cipriani coming up? Is no, he, it's uh, is Gloucester. He, no, it's, 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 Gloucester. Uh, it's Bath, isn't it? No, it's is Bath. Is it one of them? Bath, right. I think he's got a powerful pass, hasn't he? Yeah, but I don't think it extends to uh, anything like um, uh, uh, violence or anything like that. I don't think so, but uh, but there we well, go. It, it doesn't. But how far back, you know, how far back do you want to go? I know. And you you know you either then go for, and I you've got to be very careful if you turn somebody down for a job 
because they've got a criminal record and that doesn't bear any relevance to what the um uh that doesn't uh bear any relevance in terms of uh you've then got to look at the crime so if, if let's say i don't know I, when i was um at, at doing a, a major interim turnaround that i was doing uh, i sacked some blokes for shoplifting now yeah. I know for a fact they went straight up the road and got a job with another company doing the same thing, not shoplifting. Yeah. Um, what we were doing, civils. Yeah, yeah. So, but they you know, you turn a blind eye to it. Well, it's not a question yeah, they, they turned a blind eye to it. They didn't. They didn't care, and they were desperate for labour. Exactly. And that's where a lot of companies get to. If you if you're absolutely desperate for people, um, I've been in yeah. that situation before with. Um, with, with mechanics and people that are very, very difficult to get hold of, skilled people. And, you, you know, but you, you, there does come a point where you say enough's enough. And I'm yes. not, I'm, I'm, we, we had a, a zero tolerance policy to people committing criminal offences whilst in our employment. Yeah. Uh, and I, when well, I say criminal, I don't, well, I don't well, that's mean, it. That's a good I don't point. mean speed. I don't, I don't mean speeding or something like that. I'm I'm talking about drug taking, selling drugs, um, and anything you basically you can go to court and get. Uh, well, I say go to court and get fined for. You can get you can get put away for speeding or you put away for motor offences. So, like I said, it's very difficult where you draw this line. Uh, and if it's in assaults against the person, then okay, you can understand that. So anybody's been convicted from assault from now on or previously 20 years ago yeah i mean how many people do you know that um got caught up in something 20 25 years ago yeah and and then and, and then all of a sudden you're saying well sorry mate but you can't work for the rest of your life yeah uh, it's, it's a bit no. you know it's 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 one of those things i think it's it's very difficult and i think it you I, i'm quite I can see it from both points of view. Yeah. Uh, and probably if I was if I was a woman, um I might I might feel um I might feel uh, slightly differently. Uh but I think any violence against anybody is wrong. It's it's sometimes yeah. it's excusable if you like the situation we said about using reasonable force if you or your family or uh um, threat. Under threat. Yeah. Under threat yeah. or in jeopardy, you know what what our uh, our American friends call a, a clear and present danger. Yeah. Um, but if if you then it's, that's excusable. But you even you if you go through all these laws, it's very very difficult uh, no, to I... say. Well, you know when's it okay to shoot somebody? For example, yeah. assuming yeah. assuming you've got a gun, and and people think in the states you can shoot people whenever you well you can. You know, in some states, yeah. In other states, don't you dare. Um, no, I know. So it, it's, it, it, you know, I, I think I can understand everybody's opinion. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. And it's up to the club and Nigel Pearson to make a statement to say yeah. that we believe in rehabilitation. We believe in a second chance. And we're giving the bloke a go. We're listening to exactly what you say. And it wouldn't be a preference. But we're going to let Danny prove his point and he's got to go in and prove his point because if, if he's if he if he's a terrible player <laughs> it won't matter how many convictions he's got or anything else, he'll get absolutely destroyed yeah 
No, absolutely right. Ian, one final point. We said in our last uh, pod after the last game, the international break was a time to get Pearson tied down. He's making all the right noises that it's, which suggests that he sees he has a future here. Um, will you be concerned if he isn't signed up after the two Easter games in that in that week? What point no, do you no, get concerned? I think we get to the end of the season and he still hasn't signed then at that point, I'd be wondering why. Because by, yeah. if you look at his record at the moment, his, his record is kind of middling, really. You know, if, if Lee Johnson or Dean Holden had that record, I think I worked out if you had the record over a season, you'd finish on 66 points, which is kind of where we've been over the last few seasons. Um, if you look at where the club was in terms of, Runner defeats, performances, injuries when he came in, you, you give him a bit more latitude. And people were marking him out of 10 uh, on some of the forums and Twitter, and the average was somewhere between five and seven. Yeah. Um, so I think we need to see what he does over the next eight games, but probably over the next four. And and then Steve, Steve Lansdowne has got to say, right, I'm happy to give this bloke a three-year contract, make him manager uh, and and fund it because Steve's going to have to fund it. The money's yeah. not. But also, you see, you want to sell season tickets. And I don't think a lot of fans, me included, I'm, I won't be buying a season ticket until I know the manager's going to be. Well, and, until you know who the managers be because it has to be Pearson or better because if they're now available, Alex Neal or Colin Appleton are announced, yeah? Mike, that ain't going to do Appleton. anything for season Michael Appleton. That isn't going to do anything for season ticket sales. So it's Pearson or bust from that point of view, isn't it? Would well, you agree with that? Unless you could get, well, unless you get somebody like Eddie Howe or, or possibly if Steve Bruce loses his job at Newcastle, you want someone who's been there, seen it and done it. Of you course. Know, we can't afford, we, we, the last two guys we've had, uh, as I've said many times, and I've nothing against them personally, um, but neither of them had a CV that should have got them an interview, never mind a job. Yeah, you're right, man. Good so, show. That, that's, where I'm, uh, that's, that's, where I'm, that's where I'm coming from on that. Great. Yeah, well, I think we've covered it off. I'm glad we've been able to read out that treat, uh, tweet from, um, was it Stephanie, Stephanie Ward? Um, let's wait and see what we do over the remaining eight games. If we could get a point a game over the next eight games, that would be, uh, that would be nice. Uh, if we could win a couple of home games, that would be good. Uh, getting Pearson signed on a three-year contract is what everybody's looking toward. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if City do a nice deal on season tickets when they come out. I see Swansea have done average, well, up to 39% off their prices for next season. But um, I don't there think, we go. I, I, can't, I can't see City cutting anything off their prices no. if they give Pearson the job. because And Steve Lansdowne's rationale is going to be We've all got to put our hands in our pockets because we're going to make a thumping great, thumping great loss this season. And if you want, if you want decent players down here, then I'm sorry, you've all got to chip in. Now, yeah. you know, I, I can't, from a business standpoint, I can't argue with that. I can understand why some people say, "Well, hang on a minute, I lost my job, I can't buy my season ticket, and all the rest of it." But uh, and I get once again, I get both arguments. But I could totally understand it because if Steve Lansdowne said, well, OK, look, we'll do the season tickets half price. Um, 
We'll try and sell twice as many. Um, but if we can, it won't happen. Then it I'm, won't I'm, happen. I'm, I'm afraid. Happen. I'm afraid we won't be able. We'll have to let all these players go, and we'll have to play the youth team. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people, yeah. people aren't going to want that. No, they're not. Ian, look, good to talk on a on a, a Sunday and get your uh, views. As I say, it's up to eighteen pages of uh, comment on uh, OTIB. Some people have put it's not a football related uh, matter; it should be on a different forum. Well, uh, it's football related, um, but um, it's to say there's no right definitive answer that's going to satisfy uh, everybody. Uh, have a great rest of uh, Sunday, Ian, and uh, we'll be speaking after the uh, Stoke City game, which is on uh, Good Friday. So uh, good to talk to you about this very uh, contentious topic, I think is the one to describe well, it. Just a, Have a good day. Just a quick one. Hang on, just a quick one on Stephanie Ward. She withdrew her statement and didn't support his prosecution, uh, but the judge didn't take that into account, um, and she sentenced him anyway. Um, Interesting. And, uh, and uh, well, I think sometimes, you know, there's a lot happens in the heat of a moment. He was completely yeah. and utterly wrong to do what he did. Uh, but she's forgiven him. So I, I think my view is if Stephanie Ward can forgive him and she was the victim, yeah. then, and she's clearly from what, it doesn't look like she's doing that under any duress. Um, no. I, would, I, would, I would hope that the rest of us, We'll give the bloke a chance. Uh, yeah, but and, and you say she's not done under duress because if she did that, what you said seven years ago, and she's saying that now, that's it. I mean, look, we can all remember that image. That's going back about that same length of time of uh, what was it, Nigella Lawson and her then husband outside a restaurant in uh, Mayfair with his arm round her neck, not in an aggressive way. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know, but you know. Look at the look at the optics of it again. But there we go, Ian. Good to talk. Let's talk football next time, and uh, hopefully it'll All be right. a much overdue city win. Have a good day. All yeah. right. Cheers. Good luck, Dave. Bye bye. Bye mate. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However. When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute, all your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. All the McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.